0: Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And this show was presented by Prevenex Times are tough right now. And if you're like me, you're working from home while trying to balance being a part-time teacher, chef, Playmate with your kids and just, shoot, just a variety of other things as well. It's a lot. It can be tiring and stressful. And taking care of your health and having the energy to power through the day right now is more critical than ever. So I want to talk to you about what I'm doing for my health. So... If you know about me, you know about Prevnex. You know that takes a big part of it. You've heard me talk about them for a while now. The supplements are a staple of my health regimen. I take them every morning without fail for over six months now. I'm taking the multivitamin with mineral and antioxidant plus. It's just been a game changer for me. I swear. Obviously, food choice is important. You want to get the vast majority of uh, you know your vitamins and minerals from food. That's extremely important, but Shoot. I don't know about you. My diet is not perfect. So relying on Prevenex is extremely important for me. And I think it could be important for you as well. Because it's a comprehensive blend of essential vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. It's been critically... I'm sorry. Clinically effective for a while now. And there it is. I got I finally got it out. And other listeners... Are experiencing as well. I I actually got an email from the CEO today that they got a couple comments on their website from people who heard about Prevenex from this podcast and have had such a good experience in such a quick amount of time that they left a review on the website to say just that. I mean, if that's not a clear sign that it works, I don't know what is. Because I don't know about you, I've never left a review on a website, so people are doing that. You know, they're feeling amazing. So give it a try. Go to Previnex, that's P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com and use code RUNNER15 at checkout to save 15% on your first purchase. So today, Ramblings on the Run with Allie Feller. I love these monthly podcasts that we do. If you've heard them in the past, we alternate every month at the end of each month. She had it last month. We got on uh, Rambling Runner this month. In addition, we had our first special guest. We had David Roche came on, on the second half, not really second half, but the second part of this episode, we did a really exciting and fun Ramblings on the Run relay draft. This was so much fun. Uh, So first part is the normal stuff that I do with Allie, which is always like, all right, how's running going? What are you excited about? And what are you loving right now? We went through our typical three-question format before breaking it open with David. David is uh, one of the best best trail runners in the country for a while. He is also one of the best coaches in the country and also writes really, really well uh, on the subject of running as well. This guy is just, he's just uh, not only a supremely good coach and runner, one heck of a a person as well. And as you'll hear, extremely entertaining. Uh, He co-runs Swap, uh, some work, all play, uh, running team and coaching service with his wife, Megan Roach, Dr. Megan Roach, I should say, who's been on this podcast as well. So without further ado, let's get into it with Allie. And then we'll be joined by David in about half an hour. Allie, welcome back Ramblings on the Run with Mally and Matt. I'm so excited. Every, this is like the best time of my month every month. I'm so excited to chat with you. This month is on my feed and I'm just so excited for this episode, man.
1: Um, I think did you say Mally and Matt cuz I'm into that. If that's You know like, what?
0: Like I just I tried to, I tried to act like I didn't and just <laughs> kind of kept going. And now I'm now now I'm just blushing by myself in my basement, but yeah I did I I'm, that.
1: I'm into it and I've done that before too when I'm recording stuff like especially if it's with a really cool guest and you don't want to like backtrack and repeat yourself I'll like make up a word or I'll be like, so how are things going on your end and it's like, wait what just came out of my mouth and I just like pretend it didn't happen but you know it's all good that's what we do
0: <laughs> I know I know i I, I, I uh I can't say that I'm at the level within the podcast world where we could be like a celebrity couple with a juke jo- and name. So I don't know if Mally, I don't know if ramblings on the run with Mally is going to work.
1: No, or yeah, neither of our names are quite long enough to make it clever either. But, you know, I liked where you're going with it. I thought it sounded nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we have a special guest coming. David Roche is going to do some fun stuff with us um, kind of after our traditional way we like to open these podcasts. So let's just dive right into it so we can get to that segment as well. First things first. How's it going on the run?
1: It's going. It's going. Uh, So I have Crohn's disease, which is fine. Like whatever. Not a big deal. I've had it my whole life. And sometimes it's chill and sometimes it's not. And right now it's like veering toward not being chill, which is a little bit annoying. And all that really means right now is that my running is including lots of bathroom stops. And by bathroom, I mean like I'm trail running in the woods. So just do the math or whatever you need to do with that, um, knowing that there's no restrooms. But Running is fine. I have no goals, no challenges. I'm not signed up for any virtual races. I'm just running for the pure joy of it, which is nice. And I feel okay, minus my stomach. Uh, I some days I run and I feel great, and I run for seven miles, and I'm like that was amazing. And other days I run three miles, and then I <laughs> I walk the three point five miles home. So you know it's it's nice to have no pressure. I will say. And I don't know if you experienced this at all as well, but this past weekend, I found myself in a very comparison trappy mood, which sucks. And I'm usually pretty good about that, but I don't know, I feel like... It was Saturday and I went for a run. I ran eight miles, which is great. I mean, eight miles is a lot. And I felt okay. Like my stomach wasn't happy, but I'm always happy if I can run. And then I'm just kind of scrolling through Strava and everyone ran like 16 to 20 miles. And I'm like, are people secretly like training for marathons still? Like, why are people running 16 miles at 6am on a Saturday and like look to each their own? but i found myself feeling very inadequate feeling very much in the comparison trap which i i don't normally do that with running like i thought that those days were behind me and maybe it's because i don't have any goals and i'm like curious like what is it why are people running so much right now and i'm not judging that i'm genuinely asking like why are people running 16 miles is that fun is i don't know so i got in like a super weird mood and i had to just log off cuz i think It's kind of the only way to deal with that. But I wasn't happy that I felt that way. And I don't really, I think the only solution is for me to just not scroll Strava. Um, But yeah, I like was mad at myself for feeling that way.
0: Yeah, that's tough, right? It's hard to, you know, it's almost like with the whole comparison game, you, for me, it's like, I, I can see where you're coming from in that you almost have to treat it like I can't just like not eat the desserts. I have to not buy them at the store so that I won't be tempted <laughs> yeah. to eat the desserts, which is kind of like what you're saying. Like it just means I have to just not scroll through Strava as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, isn't that interesting? That was cool. And you just kind of move on to the next. Um, and I'm kind of the same way. I guess it's kind of part and parcel with being kind of just a competitive person.
1: Yeah. And it's like, but I'm not usually competitive with other people about this stuff, which is why, like, And I think it's also because normally I do so much Orange Theory and so I'm not scrolling Strava all the time. I, In normal times, I would run outside like twice a week max and be really happy with that and know that like my big quality workouts that I really cared about were the ones that I was doing in the fitness studio for a while. And so I think to go from that to running outside. And look, I like the reason I like Strava and I do like scrolling is I love looking at people's running routes. I love seeing where people ran. I like when people post pictures from their runs. So almost like the Instagrammy side of it. I don't care about pace. I'm not looking at that. Um, I also found myself looking at the time of day people were running and I, it was a Saturday. And like on Saturdays, I basically get out whenever I can because I have a kid and want her. I I don't think she should be left home alone, but with her being 19 months old and, you know, my husband's got stuff going on. So anyway... I run when I can and I feel lesser than when it's later in the day and looking at all the people who got out and ran at like five or 6am and it made me be like, they're better than me. It's so, it's like so painfully immature and I hear the words that are coming out of my mouth right now and I want (laughs) to slap myself, but that's how I felt. Like I, you know, I have no shame admitting it. I just was really frustrated that that was the default of how I felt. And so... I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. Like my running is fine. There's no reason for me to feel that way. But I guess that's human Human right now, especially when there are fewer other things to focus on.
0: So, All right. I'm going to run the risk of providing two ways to make it more fun to do the exact same things you're doing just in terms of reframing it. And I'm not trying to like solve problems, but I think that like, you could do make two changes that could like totally reframe it. You mind if I pitch them in? Please do. All right. First things first, I think when you go through Strava, you can just like look for different things. Like, you know, what you should do is instead of being like, I don't want to do a comparison game. Like, yes, I'm going to do a comparison game, but I'm going to do it in terms of see who can like write the wittiest idiom about their run.
1: That's captioned. <laughs> so yeah. like you're like,
0: <laughs> so you're like, all right, like right, I'm still scrolling. I'm still looking, but like, all right, I'm going to change like what I'm looking at. Right. So it's just like, all right, like maybe you could like make it more fun. And also, if you're running, the later you run at this time of year. For me, the more hardcore you are. Like <laughs> for me <laughs> being like, cuz I'm doing the opposite. I'm like I need to run first thing in the morning cuz I am so untough and I'm just like genetically I can't handle running in hot humid weather. Like just being out in the sun for me, if I don't do anything, I could just lay on a chair outside. I'm exhausted. It's just that's been me my whole life. So if someone runs like in the heat of the day, I'm like, kudos to you, man. Like, I could never do that. Like, that's so tough. Like, that's that's pretty hardcore. So for me, like, morning running in the summer is like, there's no other option. I'm either morning running or I'm not running.
1: That's fair. I'm just tired. Like, I'm waking up right now. I've been waking up by 5 a.m. during the week, which is fine. I wake up early to get work done before my daughter wakes up. So that's like my because, you know. When we have no childcare, once the kid's up, you're like, I'm not getting work done. And so I've been waking up early and prioritizing work, which I'm happy to do. I love what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, you know, it's all just making it work. But I like that. I like your suggestions. I promise to take those to heart. And this Saturday, I will either scroll with different intentions or I will not scroll at all.
0: Well, we've all been there, man. We've all been yeah. there for sure with the comparison game. Um My running, I'm excited for the third McCurdy mile. So it will be in about a week, um, about a week after this uh, podcast gets released. uh, First two went pretty well. We're in 637, the first one, and then uh, ran 620 on the second one. I'm basically running on the same exact route at the same exact time of day for each of these. So uh, I'm excited. Running's been going fairly well. I'm not killing it mileage-wise. I'm I'm around 20 miles a week, around four or five days a week. Um, So my runs have been solid. I have... I just haven't been, like, really killing myself to get out there just because with the kids, I'm so exhausted just taking care of the kids nonstop all day because my wife is teaching from home. And when she's not teaching, she's, like, making all of her lessons and she's grading and she's uploading videos and the whole thing is nuts. So, like, I'm on more kid patrol duty than I've ever been on my life. So, like, for me, I just try not to get exhausted on my runs. I'm just trying to get out. So it's worked out pretty well. I'm excited for the next two. That's for sure. And the last one will be really exciting because that one for me is going to be like after these kids finish up school. So maybe I can do a little bit more hardcore stuff leading into it. But we'll see. I'm excited, though, because I think for me, it's one of those things where it kind of falls more in my wheelhouse in terms of things that I'm pretty good at in terms of I don't need to really train a lot to run like something that I would view as like. I'd be happy with as opposed to like longer running, which has never really been in my wheelhouse. And it's a little bit harder for me to dial that in.
1: So what's your strategy for this one other than just be faster?
0: For me is really about um, how quickly I can get to the pace I want. So before I was just the first one, I actually paced myself well. Um, I think I was just probably a little overly conservative, which was fine. I knew it was like one out of four. So I was purposely conservative. Um, the second one, I went out too fast. So my pacing chart looked like a flat U. So like I went out fast and then went down below median and then went back up over median to finish strong. So like my first 300 meters, my last 300 meters were significantly faster than, you know, basically the the, the middle you know, thousand or so. So um, for me, it's probably trying to like get, not go out, to, too fast and kind of build progressively through it and then you know the last finishing kick part just rely on that little 1% that we all have at the end and then just kind of like kick it in so been doing more strides over the past couple of weeks too to try to, to just to dial in those those faster paces a little bit more
1: nice you're ready this is exciting i like well, um, i like people's updates on this
0: yeah shoot so many people are doing it man like thousands of people yeah which is fun because, like, it's one of those things where, like, you just don't have to recover from it. You know what I mean? You can be pretty spontaneous about it.
1: If I could do it without having to make a bathroom stop, I'd be all in. But uh pretty sure my elapsed time would be longer than my running time.
0: Oh, so. gosh. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, fine. bummer. Such a bummer. All <laughs> <It's> right.
1: <fine. laughs>
0: all right. So with that being said, what are you loving right now?
1: OK, well, I did want to tell you that I finished Ozark because the last time that we did this, I had just started it. And I was like, this show's crazy. And I feel sympathy and empathy for the FBI agent, Agent Petty. And you were like, that's strange. And I was like, why does Matt dislike him so much? And I just want to say that I finished it. And that makes sense. Um, and it was wild and crazy. And then I started Dead to Me on Netflix. And so I just finished season one. I haven't yet started season two because I have not had time, but I did really enjoy season one of Dead to Me. And the other thing I'm loving right now, and I mean, it's not like, well, not that Ozark is peppy and uplifting or Dead to Me. They're both a little bit dark. Dead but, to um, Me is
0: definitely not peppy, <laughs> nor is it uplifting.
1: <laughs> no, and neither is Ozark. But um, I started reading uh, White Fragility, which is good. And again, it's not like a light fluffy read. It's a very intense read. And um, I wanted to do that and put in the work there. Uh, my mom was like, Oh, do you want to borrow my copy of um, what's it called? Like where the Crawdads sing that book everyone was talking about. And I am proud of myself for making the more meaningful choice. I will get to that book eventually, but wanted to prioritize white fragility. So I started that last night, I got zero sleep. And when I couldn't sleep, I stayed up and read it. And so uh those are my those are my things that I'm into right now.
0: All right. That is I gotta be honest with you. Dead to me. I liked it, but the problem for me with that with that show is that it like it every episode felt like the penultimate episode. It was just too much like, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's like all right, like you got to pace it a little bit more. Like every, I feel like every 10 minutes in that show, I feel like like the climax of this whole show is about to come down. And like, after a while, you're like, oh my God, like it's just, for me, it isn't a bingeable show. Cause when you watch them kind of back to back, it's like, it gets just like too much. Whereas like, this is like the perfect episode for like old school TV watching of like, okay, once a week I can get into that. You know, it's a little bit more paced out versus like, I just watched three episodes and like, when is this going to end? It feels like it's going to end at any moment.
1: And kind of like Ozark, like, who am I rooting for? I don't really like any of those people. So
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: that's cool. Just unlikable people. But I I suffer through, you know. Um, tell me what you are loving.
0: Okay. So what I'm loving right now is some of the creativity that, that people are putting out on Instagram and the running community. Today, Steph Bruce at her Mile PR... And they filmed it on Instagram live and her and her husband did a, a a measured out run on the streets of Flagstaff or wherever I'm assuming they are in Flagstaff because that's where they live. And Ben Bruce paced her and Josh Cox was riding in the car next to her, filming her with his, with his phone, Josh's son's in the back. Like, dad when is this gonna end like could not have cared less it was hysterical he's like it was like a little skater kid who's like so over his dad it was like he (laughs) was like hey son how you doing back there and he's like why are you pointing the phone at me it was hysterical but step bruce is out there running a mile pr filming at instagram mccurdy trained in like the, the the team boulder group up there um last week had like a whole series of races And John, you know, like with each other again through Instagram live, like I'm loving this creativity in this space. Also, creating match races in a sense where it's like, all right, like obviously, Steph's isn't really a match race, it's just running against time, but because it's only a mile, like it it works, right? If someone was doing that for a 10K, you'd be like, oh God, I can't, I can't stay in this for half an hour. But for a mile, it was exciting. A match race concept. I'm in, right? I mean, this is kind of like the running Instagram version of what we saw with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, Brady and Peyton Manning over the weekend where they had the golf match. Again, not high production quality, but like it's enough and it's different and it's fun and in a way in its own way. If you like the sports, it's exciting. And I'm into it, man. I'm in for I'm into all of this stuff. And I'm trying to think about ways how I can get in on this action. Maybe I can like create a support group of overweight. <laughs> Undertrained dads who want to get in on Instagram match racing, but I, I feel like there's something there.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, well, and yeah, we're so deprived of sports and I'm not a big like sports person beyond running in terms of watching live sports and sporting events. But right now it's like, we're so desperate for anything that we will watch any competition that we can get. And so I, I appreciate it too. It's fun to see people getting creative right now.
0: Well, here's the thing is that like for running, like the only events that come up on TV or any kind of, you know, broadcast channel is, you know, the Diamond League events, world championships and Olympics, right? Even the Peyton Jordan isn't like widely, widely spread out. So it's kind of like, all right, like, again, not runner space and flow track. They do a great job, but people know what I mean. Like, it's not easily accessible. Instagram is easily accessible. I mean, That is literally the name of the game with an app like that. And it's kind of like, hey, man, like I'm into this on everything. Like, hey, if Alephine, Tulia Muck, Steph Bruce and Kellen Taylor are running 400 meter repeats and Ben Bruce wants to be like, okay, last rep, who's going to win this rep? Let's go Instagram lives and show everybody like, yes, yes, dude, like, come on. Like, that's not even a race, but I'm so in like, I feel like (laughs) people can get creative on this stuff.
1: I would watch that for sure.
0: Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Everyone's dying for that stuff, right? I mean, we're all sitting there. We've all asked that question of one or more of those athletes. Like, what's it like training with these unbelievable runners? (laughs) Like, we've all asked those canned questions and got in response the canned answer that they've given a million times. Shoot, don't tell me. Show me what it's like. I can't wait to see stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I love it. Look how amped we're getting. I like it.
0: Ant, baby, and because you know what? We're bringing David Roshan in 10 minutes, and I'm so excited for it. All right, so last thing before we get into that, speaking of excitement, what are you excited about?
1: Um, Okay, I, I don't want to be self promo here, but I'm about it. to do the I... same thing,
0: so you can do it.
1: Perfect. Uh, we should have swapped, and I could have said I was excited about your thing, and you could have said oh, you were no. mine, but We're whatever. the worst. We're the there's... worst
0: host ever. No. I can't believe we didn't think of that.
1: <laughs> but I think there's nothing wrong about a little self-promotion. I recorded with Shalane Flanagan last night. I am so excited. The episode is, is going to be out this week. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, she is someone that I've obviously always wanted to have on the show. I love her, but that I had never pursued until now. That it, you know, when she was competing, it felt like she was always everywhere and doing a lot of interviews and she was very accessible. And then she retired and it was like, okay. Let's let her settle into this. Like, I never want to do the interview right away. I don't want to be the person who interviews Shalane the day she announces that she's retiring or the day she announces that she's coaching, because that's when everyone's interviewing her. I like to do it like a month later for the how's it going so far, like to the check in and the now that you're settled in. All that to say, I reached out to her about a month ago. Uh, no, it was the day. It was marathon Monday. I reached out to her on the day that would have been the Boston marathon and was like, Hey, Shalane, I'm thinking of you today. I, you know, I always think of you on marathon Monday. I would love to have you on the alley on the run show. And then like two days later, she became a mom and I was like, my timing sucks. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: probably not going to hear back from her now. And then she emailed me a couple days ago and was like, "Hey." If you're still interested, I would love to do this. And imagine if I was like, nah, I'm good, Shalane. Thanks, though. Um, If you're interested, I love it. I know. Um, So I was obviously so thrilled to hear back from her. And we had such a great conversation yesterday. I loved getting to talk all things new motherhood with her. It was... um, You know, sometimes you do an interview and you think it's really good, and you're like, "Well, let me listen back during the editing process." And so this morning I was editing the episode, and I felt really good about it. I wasn't like overly critical of myself, and I was just like, "This was a good conversation." And you know, I mean, Shalene's going to make anything a great conversation. She's incredible, but uh, just super, super excited to share this episode. And it felt like such a treat. And I said this on Instagram, and I know it sounds like wicked cheesy, but I. Was feeling like 2020 got off to a really exciting start for me personally and career-wise, and then obviously when COVID nineteen came into play, it, so many of my goals for this year were in-person and community things, and so I was like, "All right, well, it's not going to be a year for my dreams coming true," but obviously that's okay. Much bigger problems in the world, um, but was a little disappointed, and so to get to have one of my dreams still come true, which is to have Shalane on the show, I'm like. That's cool. And that feels really good. So that is what I'm excited about.
0: Heck yeah, man. I'm excited about that too. I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I'm so glad this too. podcast isn't coming out tomorrow. Like i I can't <laughs> wait to listen to that. And I'm glad that we're not have to I don't have to compete with that because that's gonna yeah. be um obviously a great one. Speaking of podcasts, next Tuesday, I'm launching a brand new podcast. Uh yay! So the business sports discourse I'm so excited to launch this. As much as I love running, and Lord knows, everyone knows I do, I'm just a huge sports fan in general. I always have been. I've always wanted to work in sports for the vast majority of my life. I have worked in sports and putting on a new show, the Business and Sports Discourse, where we're going to drop three episodes a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it's going to be basically 20 minutes or so where we take a deep dive into a very specific topic at the intersection of business and sports, I can't wait to do this. I'm doing this with my co-host and good friend, Jason Macaluso, who is a uh, very active triathlete. Also a father like me, a little bit older than me, but the same age range. And also uh, someone who has worked in wealth management and sales for a very long time. And we have these kind of conversations all the time. And he's been pushing me to do something like this. Uh, But before, when I had already had two podcasts and a full-time job, there was no way I was taking on a third with the Olympic trials now postponed. Hopefully it will happen this year. Let's hope, knock on wood. Um, I only have one going on. So it was finally the right time. I can't wait to do this. And now everyone who's listening to this, it might not be for everybody. This is going to be, you know, you know, just sports in general. We'll certainly touch on endurance topics a lot because that's where Jason and I spend a lot of our time, but we'll also touch on NBA stuff and and Major League Baseball and soccer and football, basically wherever the intersection of sports and business converge in an interesting way. And we'll do it in kind of those those bite-sized podcast listens, you know, roughly 20 minutes or so. And uh, I just could not be more excited for this. So it's a whole new venture for me. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a pivot as well. And you kind of have that not only excitement, but a little bit of a uh, nervousness when you try something new, but I'm really, I'm really excited for it.
1: I love that. I love the trying something new. I think that's so exciting. When are you making all of this happen? Because like you said, your wife is working like round the clock and you're with the kids. So when are you actually recording, editing, sharing, posting, like what time are you doing all these things? <laughs>
0: So, all right. Uh, first of all, let me just say I'm excited that we only have one more month of this so that like when I went full time with the podcast, it would have been really nice to actually be full time with the podcast. Yeah. That that was actually the first week of quarantine. So I, I haven't been able to do that. Uh, so for the next month or so, it's just going to be a lot of nights. And hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, I do have a nice bank of podcasts for the Rambling Runner. And so I, I do have that set up, which is nice. The other one is that, like, because they're only twenty minutes, we can really like bang these out. So, like, so if like you know we're putting them out Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to record for an hour on Monday.
1: Got So it. we'll just do okay. twenty
0: minutes. Boom. Topic number one. Okay, we'll just stay in. The, we'll just stay in the call. You know, reset. Okay, let's take a breath. All right, just do. Let's do Wednesday's podcast now. All right, let's talk twenty minutes Got about it. this topic. Right. So you know, the first topic we're going to be doing is. The future of the current evolution and future of Strava is going to be the first episode, kind of easing people into this podcast, especially people who already like the the running side for us. And uh, yeah, so because it's only 20 minutes, if you just designate an hour, you get the first two done. Boom. And then, you know, you do it you know, a day later. you do, You can really make it happen. But because we're going to be talking about topics that are already germane to our life, we're not going to need to do a ton of research for them. You know, that's part of the idea is that like, hey, we're talking about stuff that we would already be discussing and stuff that we've spent a lot of time thinking about for over a decade. So we already kind of have that institutional knowledge that we can just dive right in, like read a couple of good articles on it. All right, let's talk about this. Like, this is really interesting.
1: Yeah, smart. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Uh, do you want me to come be a special guest for the Strava one? I can talk about my uh, my Strava time sadness, if you will, in <laughs> <and> my <laughs> The, the emotional side of Strava.
0: The emotional <laughs> side of Strava. I love it. It's like, what tissues are you using to read your Strava post? I think that's right underneath. To wipe my tears. I think it's right underneath the the, the drop down menu for what shoes you're wearing.
1: <laughs> yes, it. Is. What what on Strava made you cry today? <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine. I'm well adjusted. I'm good.
0: All right, so let's hop off this call. Let's bring in David Roach for part two of this epic conversation. I cannot wait for this part, but let's get into it now. Okay, Allie and I are here with one of the head coaches of Swap, an unbelievable runner as well, a regular guest here in the Rambling Runner podcast, an all around wonderful and exciting person. David Roach, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me
2: and me up for this severe, uh, serious competition. So I just want you to know that it's not going to work. And I'm coming in, uh, you know, competi- competitive juices are flowing.
0: Whoa. That's right. You know what? We, we lost the Olympics. They were postponed to 2020. <laughs> I mean, 2021. However, we have this, the ramblings on the run relay. I've heard a lot of people saying a lot of people are talking about this relay and saying that it's more important than the Olympics. So I'm really excited to dive into it.
1: Everyone's been saying that. I know. It's gotten so much press.
0: Everyone's been saying it. (laughs) A lot of people are talking, and I just can't wait to finally talk about it. So let's dive into it. First things first, we're each going to pick a male and a female at four different distances. There's really no way of ranking this, except for you, the viewer. Maybe we'll put up an online poll after the fact to see who did this best. The four distances are the mile, the 5K, the half marathon, and the marathon, and for each distance, we have a specific genre of person we can pick. So a male and female professional athlete for the mile, a male and female musician for the 5K for the half marathon. It's a fictional person. And for the marathon, it is an actor or actress. So, David, because you're the guest, you're going to start us off. Let's start off with you at the mile. Which professional athletes did you choose and why?
2: Well, heck yeah. So I'm going to do, for women mile, Simone Biles. No! <laughs> if you've you ever, in that, you know, going first. So I, that
1: means... That who, wait, be- so what do I do if that's who I had?
0: You have to figure out a new personality that you can't... This is a race. They can't be on both teams.
1: Then he shouldn't get to go first every round. Oh, but he's the guest. Fine. Sorry that I... Sorry, I'm happy for you. Congrats.
2: Yeah. on. <laughs> You're also allowed to automatically lose. That's, that's an option. Um, no, so Simone Biles, if you ever see her do a floor routine, she just like bounces the whole time. And so I'd, I'd envision her not running the mile, but doing the uh, somersaulting the mile.
1: Oh my God. I literally wrote Simone Biles, but she will backflip the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if we just became enemies or best friends. I
2: think we're,
0: we might actually secretly be podcast soulmates.
1: I think so too.
0: <laughs> isn't there isn't there a word for friends and enemies? We is this this already exists for in the world?
1: For enemies.
0: <laughs> this is yeah. definitely that that Will Ferrell
2: movie. We have... just became best friends. Like yes, no doubt.
0: <laughs> All right. So so so, <sighs> so, that, so that's your female. What do you have, who do you have for a male in the mile? In the mile, um, I have. So
2: I uh, put people a little bit out of order, but. I'm going slightly different on this one. And I'm going American Pharaoh, the horse that won the triple crown in 2015. <laughs> Very fast. And um, his stud fee is like $20 million. So he has multiple, multiple avenues covered here.
1: Wow. I love that.
0: I love how you figured out the stud fee. Is there like like a, a swipe right, swipe left where you can figure that out?
2: I you know on my phone I have bookmarked all different things for horse semen.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know what? You're you're on it. I'll tell you what. That's I have some um off brand choices later on, so I can get down with this. I love that. That was a wonderful a wonderful pick there because that was almost like when they had remember when ESPN Sports Century did the top 100 athletes and they had like Secretariat as number one and you're like ah. <laughs> oh! I don't know about that. Like, I guess I didn't specify human in this. I like it. But that works, man. That's for sure.
2: I promise. That that's. I think that's my last like, uh, you know, pushing the limits of it option. I love that. In conclusion, horse semen.
0: There in it is. In conclusion, yes. We should have ended with a yes. mile. Could that have been like the, the, the sign off instead of like the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the episode?
1: In conclusion, oh, you guys.
0: That'll be my catchphrase, like my what you're talking about, Willis. Yeah. All right. So, Allie, what we can do here is if you're now searching for a replacement.
1: I'm not. I'm ready. I have backups in every category. Do I seem like I'm not prepared for things? Please. <laughs> um, okay. So, in lieu of Simone Biles, the woman who will be representing the mile for my relay team is Megan Rapino.
0: Gosh darn it. That was mine. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should have made this more of like a team thing. No, I, love should have this. Like- I, love,
0: I love this trickle-down effect. I'm just going to get screwed on each of these, aren't I?
1: Yes. I love that for you. Okay. So Megan Rapinoe, obviously uh, U.S. women's national team. She is a badass. I mean, soccer players. In, I, I went with soccer players for both of mine. So... Uh, she she's a badass on the field. She's a badass off the field. I love her. I love her swagger. I think she's amazing. And for the men, I also went soccer player and I went Cristiano Ronaldo. Because according to data compiled by Squawka, not sure what that is, but um, Google sent me there. Ronaldo's top speed of 21.11 miles per hour was tied for the fastest of any player in the 2018 World Cup. So science is why I win.
0: You, you win because of science i love it well i yeah. win
1: because of science and because my husband's last name is cristiano so i feel like by default i should pick cristiano ronaldo and he's smoking hot i think that he might have like a little bit of a shady side um google did lead me a little bit in that direction but i chose to ignore it for the sake of the game and he is my pick
0: I love. Oh, well, he's been running away for the feds from a long time. So, like, he really has this literally and metaphorically <laughs> cornered. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. So, Matt. as you as you all know now, I had Megan Rapinoe for mine. Also, fun fact about her: she also ran track, freshman and high school. Uh, I'm sorry, freshman and sophomore year of high school. So, not only is she an unbelievable athlete, she actually has potentially experience in the event. Can you believe it? So um, that's that's a big deal.
1: I feel like we also should have mentioned that we only had one rule for this that you made, Matt, which was that for the pro athlete category, we couldn't pick a professional runner. So if anyone's like, why didn't these idiots pick Usain Bolt that um, we were not allowed to pick professional runners? It was athletes in other disciplines.
0: I will say if someone picked Usain Bolt and you could prof- pick a professional runner, they would be an idiot because he's never even run a mile.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he could do it. He could do it. He could do it. He
0: could do it. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't know if... I think I, think I saw him say he, he's never run more than 800 meters in his life.
1: Simone Biles would beat him, but he could do it.
0: <laughs> no, ex- <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm going to take the, the way back machine and because I'm going to stick with soccer, I love that. I'm going to say same genre. And while she may not be able to be part of my fictional relay team in her current capacity, I'm going Mia Hamm as the first soccer player, first female soccer player I truly loved. She was great. The fact that she ended up being with my favorite baseball player at the time, Nomar Garcia Pera, endeared me to her immediately. She was such a superstar. I'll stick with her as a last minute replacement for Megan Rapinoe. All right. For the men's side, I'm picking Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Not only is he one of the best basketball players of all time, this guy is an unbelievable athlete. He's a fantastic golfer. He's also, according to next gen stats, The fast keeps the highest average speed on offense of any player who averages consistent minutes in the NBA. His average offensive speed is 5.28 miles per hour and on offense runs 2.25 miles per game. And if anyone's ever seen him play, he is not an exceptional athlete and yet has won an MVP award in the NBA. I feel like he would be able to hold it down in the mile. Cute kids. too.
2: I think you're. By saying uh, he's not an exceptional athlete, you, you're probably losing that battle there. When we have <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's abs and a horse
0: on the yeah. other, end. yeah, this is true. So, Stephen Curry probably an exceptional athlete compared to almost everybody in the world, not exceptional compared to horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I feel like that 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 aids my case, right? This is a podcast for the dedicated amateur runner, Stephen Curry. Like you're you're with us, man. We got you. We got you in this group. You should have saved him for the marathon then.
1: No, because he's a, he's an athlete. He's not an actor or an actress.
2: Well, then See? that that's the rules of the game are under yeah. my case. I
0: feel great about my actor for the marathon. I'll just say that right now. I feel really good about it. But right now we're going to dive into the 5K. Starting So this is the musician category in the 5K. David, who you got? So I'm going to – I take it back. I'm going to break the rules slightly and go
2: A – dual rate, dual, uh, you know, they're just going to run side by side because I think they're better as t- together than they are separately. Shakira and j Love that. Oh my God. Amazing. I'm show just showed you put those two people together. I'm not talking relay. I'm just talking, running side by side. That running group will be unstoppable. It's the Hoka NAZ elite of <laughs> fictional musician races.
1: Okay. Okay. I love that.
2: <laughs> um, And then for men, we're we're going a little bit a little bit back in time, and um, you know I think that the most important thing to look for, you know, for JLo and Shakira, it was like gyrations. I think that'll translate for men. I'm thinking quick feet. I'm going MC Hammer. Ooh, um, ooh. That'd be great to translate the side to side. You know, running's not just forward motion, even though we talk about that. So he can translate the side to side movement into very fast forward motion.
1: Wow, I just want to say that. I feel like we have so much in common right now when it comes to our
2: voices. <laughs> I love it. So, Allie, what are you? What are you thinking?
1: Okay. Well, if your women were the Hoka Naz elites, I've got the Bowerman babes in this category. <laughs> I will also go with a duet that has never duetted, but that should because it would be obvious they'd be amazing together. One part Celine Dion, one part Cardi B. Wow. Because <laughs> like. Why not? Like unexpected, right? But think about it. (laughs) Think about their energy and how awesome they would be just like strutting and being amazing and like giving no shits about anything. And so I guess I was thinking more about like friendship and costuming than I was about who would finish first in this. And so I am going the dynamic duet of my dreams, Celine and Cardi. (laughs)
0: that's that's it so i feel like as a couple they would be to this race what pam and jim are to the one hundred to the the dunder mifflin race to cure um rabies like they would take three steps and just stop and do something else
1: what no, they would strut <laughs> start to finish. They would look amazing. They would work it. They, all the paparazzi would be there for them. They would get the biggest cheers. They would sweat, but it would be like sparkly sweat. And it, no, they would be amazing. They would take it seriously, but also fashion.
2: Costuming is the key, is what exactly. I always, say. as a coach. Exactly.
1: And the costuming, the costuming also does come into play when I was selecting my male in this category, which, like I said, I feel like similar wavelengths. I was thinking gyrations here as well, which is why I picked the classic songstress. Songstro. What is the male um, version of songstress? Song- Maestro? <laughs> Songster. Yes. Yeah. Song. Song. Songstro. <laughs> uh, Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin, I saw him once in New York City. I went for a walk in Carl Schurz Park and I saw him with his twins and he looked amazing. And I've never forgotten our interaction. We didn't make eye contact, but I wanted to. And so uh, Ricky Martin, he would shake his bonbon for all 3.1 miles.
2: I love that. I feel like I remember there was a video where he had um, candle wax, hot candle wax poured mm-hmm. on her. And so that also shows the you know what a five k feels like. So yes, I, I think that might win. Thank you, thank you for your support. You're welcome. I love
0: that. So ga- ga- gauging toughness when you're redlining by by how how much candle wax can you handle being poured on you in a music video? I love this as a race exactly. as a potential race metric in training. You know, forget forget the v dot calculator. Just break out the candles. Exactly. There's some really fascinating studies on
2: um, essentially. It varies between pain like that or central fatigue, like um, low-level repetitive motion. And athletes that are advanced, It's particular female athletes, really excel in in those metrics. So I feel like Ricky Martin's been training for this his whole life.
1: Love that.
0: That's great. All right. So for me in the 5K, my selection on the women's side is Ashanti. Little known fact for Ashanti, a famous R&B singer, going a little little bit back into my youth on this one. She was an exceptional track athlete in Glen Cove High School, ran the 100, 200 and triple jump. I remember hearing this when I was a fan of hers. She was actually a potential scholarship jumper at Princeton and Hampton in the triple jump. Now, obviously not the same as the 5K, but I feel like, hey, give her a little bit of training. She's there. Like this is girls, a literal, a legit division one athlete on the track, left the track to go pursue music. I guess it worked out, but you never know how it could have worked out in the end if she decided to stick with uh, the track side of things. But does she have Ja Rule there
2: to support her? Because if Ja Rule is not there, I feel like her powers might be limited. Ja rule is
1: at fire festival. He's busy
0: okay. I think if anything, she's probably running away from Ja rule after hearing what happened <laughs> post um post prison rumors uh Google that if you're not familiar. Okay. I think that at this point she's probably moving in the other direction, so maybe that's maybe that for her is you know that's on the track and she's running away from him right from the gun.
2: I should research my cultural references
0: in <laughs> advance. Give <laughs> me both Send me what you find all right. On the second one, this one's a little bit more uh, Ali, within your within your style of choosing because I wasn't quite sure who to pick. I end up going with Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. My vision when I first thought about this whole thing was him, like that straight on shot in the music video of Under the Bridge. Him just running in slow motion for like what felt like forty five straight seconds in that video, and that's what I think about with musicians running. That's my initial image every single time so i had to pick him for this genre i'm sorry not for the genre for this distance
2: his uh i read his biography actually which is amazing and interesting but i I feel like that's a really good choice especially if he's motivated and like he had some pretty epic benders and i feel like in those in those states i wouldn't put anything past him.
1: i like the especially if he's motivated like oh yeah I like that we're really taking this and like picturing like what's their mindset going to be at the start? Like, is he going to show up and take this seriously or like, where's he at today? You know?
0: Oh, yeah. You better believe I, I researched this all morning. I love Yeah, Yeah, that's a great point, Allie. Like, how, how into that are they? Right. Like, is, is Celine Dion coordinating with like a pro with like with like pro compression to make sure that her her attire also fits the athletic genre? Maybe like, you know, co-branding.
1: He doesn't. She doesn't need compression. She her like veins are filled with glitter.
0: She's good. She's ready. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she, so she's in the trolls movie. Is like that, is that what we're talking about? I've never seen it, but maybe. Oh my goodness! We just just wait. Just wait till your little one gets a little bit older. It will be on repeat in your house. Um. All right. So that was a little bit random comment for me, but we're gonna dive into the half marathon, David. Half marathon. Fictional character. Who you got? Okay, I'm really
2: confident for the women's choice on this one. I'm
1: really confident you chose my choice. I just feel <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> I'm going Leslie Nope. Um, because look, Leslie Nope from Park and Recreation, she has so much enthusiasm, she's a little bit crazy. What better distance runner could there ever be? If she channeled her her focus into distance running just like she channeled her focus into the parks department or birthday gifts or pancake or waffles. I apologize. That was, a, that was a mistake. She would be fully unstoppable. So I'm pretty sure that that's the only time. I'm more confident about Leslie Nope than I am the, the horse. Um, so yeah, that's my women's choice.
1: Okay. I need to know who's your men's choice. Just say it because now I feel like we have the same men's choice.
2: No, oh, no. I think we're going a different direction. On, on men's choice, I went for the kind of the male Simone Biles, which is Sonic the Hedgehog um
0: because like he also jumps around and moves real fast that was mine my son's been addicted to sonic for the last three weeks i thought that was the guaranteed they won't choose this pick that i had
2: (laughs) yeah and sonic also has a lot of enthusiasm about it i feel like if you i feel like that would be like you get to the line ready to go you choose flash or something you know flash is just sick of winning races at this point but sonic sonic brings the fire when it counts so yeah i I think i kind of nailed this category actually
1: Okay, I feel good about it for you, and my picks are similar but reversed. I went for women. I went Superwoman because obviously, and I thought that that's who you were gonna pick. And for men, I went Chris Traeger oh. from Parks and Rec because uh. he was always like running and hopped up and crazy, and he like, I mean, you know, if you watched Parks and Rec, Chris Traeger to me felt so like the obvious pick here. So I am thrilled when you said Leslie. Nope, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I did have a backup in this category, which I won't say. And Oh, no, Matt, you had Sonic. So my backup for this, you guys, Forrest Gump, duh, was my backup.
0: <laughs> He's but, also um, my backup. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. All
1: right. Well, I'm good. I didn't use him. So I'm Superwoman, teams up with Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. And I also feel good about my choices.
2: Yeah, your choice of Chris Traeger is literally the best choice I've ever.
1: <laughs> literally the best choice. Um, <laughs> the most relatable moment... Well, I shouldn't say it's relatable, but my favorite Chris Traeger moment of all time on any episode is when he gets the flu and he's in the hospital and he's looking in the mirror and he's soaked in sweat and he just looks at himself and goes, stop (laughs) (laughs) pooping. I say it all the time, which is horrible, but uh, relatable. So um, yeah, those are my picks.
2: Yeah, I feel like my actual spirit runner would be Andy Dwyer from Parks
1: and Rec. Oh, 100%. Everything hurts when I'm
2: dying. Yes. Yeah, everything hurts. Like that, honestly, like, people like to idealize running, but I think that is so much what the experience, is, like the lived experience is, no matter what someone's yes. level. I was like, we should just do a Parks and Rec podcast after this. So just
0: little like, idea. I'm in. I watched about four hours of it last night after my kids went to bed. I was like, I just need adult time. I'm staying up way too late, but I just need to be by myself and it was four hours of parks and rec
1: nice good choice
0: all right what do you what are you doing with this matt
1: i think he's talking to his kids i think he muted us i heard a kid say hey dad
0: <laughs> yeah he did. i put it on mute um <laughs> my that was my daughter screaming out hey dad and then running down the stairs
1: Did she have better ideas than you for the fictional character? Because I feel like you're getting your butt kicked.
0: Well, first of all, you don't even know who my characters are. Actually, that's not fair. You do know my male character is Forrest Gump because, well, hey, he ran across America and was the punt returner for the Alabama football team. Talk about a guy with range, right? This guy is literally the fastest 100-meter runner in the country and the fastest long-distance runner in the country. You don't get much better than that. Um, Obviously, his his reign over the running community hurts us all because anytime we're out for a run, we get the run force run chance going. That's kind of a drag. But besides that, his own productivity puts him on a level that is hard to reach. Solid choice.
2: That's legit. Choosing an Alabama athlete is pretty disqualifying in my book. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, as well as well a Medal yeah, of man. Honor winner and, and a bunch of other things as well. Uh, he basically is a professional athlete on some level. However, going veering wildly to the left for my women's choice, and I should have started with this, uh, is Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. I don't know if you guys are Harry Potter fans. I know we have some who listen to this show. She is the worst char- the second worst character in all of the episodes. She has a bloodlust. She will literally do anything to win and she's magical and she can fly and she will stop at nothing to do whatever she wants. I feel like if she's running against anybody fictional or non-fictional, she will dominate everybody, even at her own peril.
1: I mean, I've never heard of that person or heard most of those words that you just said, but I do feel that going with a, like a villainous type character is the way to go when it comes to a fictional character. Because, yeah, they'll stop at nothing. They'll poison you. They don't care.
0: I, it's like the Lance Armstrong of fictional characters. I feel like that's probably a good. Oh, one. yeah, 100%. That's a great comparison. Um, and I feel really good about this, especially her teeing off against Wonder Woman. That, that would be an epic battle. Yeah.
2: Leslie Nope, we'll we'll see what the listeners say, but I feel like Leslie Nope will, uh, she'll find a way. (laughs) I mean, after all, Leslie Nope became a congressperson from nothing. So I don't know.
1: Well, not really from nothing. Her mom was in politics.
2: So I mean, you know. Listeners, we'll edit that.
0: We'll edit that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she literally didn't know where she was from. So we can even say that. She was from nothing. Well, she was from nowhere. She didn't know where she was from.
1: She was from England. (laughs)
0: <laughs> love it okay so we move on to the last one all right let's do it so we have we're choosing an actor and actress for the marathon great so actress i'm going like
2: real world here and michelle wolf um amazing comedian watch her specials on netflix and um on the daily show actress she ran at william and mary she's an ultra runner now um and she just seems like an all-around delightful person so um she's i i feel like she would be the type of person that might even listen to a running podcast at some point. And so we owe it to her. Love that. Um, and then for men, I'm going a little bit more mainstream with Tom Cruise. Oh, um, so while he would- That he would was mine, David. David come on. <laughs> he, I mean, he's the obvious source. He would need to do a fartlek run. I don't know if he could do a long distance, but I am pretty confident from seeing Mission Impossible that he could do like- 100 sprints in a row with short rest. So, like, he'd do a sprint, then defuse a bomb, then do a sprint, and he'd beat Kipchoge. So, I'm pretty confident in that, too.
1: Really? Because I feel like he would need to stop off at like the celebrity center for some quick Scientology meetings, and I don't trust him.
2: I don't know, though. You get rid of your thetans or whatever, and you're probably not weighed down by the things the rest of us are.
1: Good outlook. Huh. <laughs>
2: yeah. I also don't know if that's like. Possibly like sacrilegious to someone listening. So if it is, I apologize in all respect to your um,
0: <laughs> your outlook on the world. Well, Andy's an actor, right? He he can put it to the side to play the part of a marathoner in that moment.
2: For sure, let's go for that. So, Ali, what are you what are you thinking?
1: Okay. Um this category I found to be a bit challenging if I'm being honest. Um for the women, I chose Julie Bowen who plays Claire on Modern Family. She is a runner in real life and Claire is someone I really identify with. Um when I think about like what fictional character would I want to be in real life? It's like oh, I want to be like fun, carefree Rachel from Friends. But really what I am is neurotic Claire from Modern Family. And I just feel like what we were saying earlier, she will stop at nothing to win. Like, look at how competitive she was when it came to ice skating. With, I mean, Do you guys watch Modern Family or am I just like going and going? No, because- absolutely. Okay. Phew. Well, anyway, Julie Bowen plays Claire. I think that she, I liken her in real life with, Claire, her character. And so, um, but Julie Bowen is a runner in real life. She's like one of my guests that I would so love to have on the Alley on the Run show. So, Julie Bowen is my pick there. And for men, okay, let me take you on a trip here. I was going to go with Gordon Ramsay. He's run like a dozen marathons. He's a 330 marathoner. He, I mean, you know, cutthroat as hell, right? In the kitchen and beyond. But then I did a Google search. I googled actors plus fast plus runner and turns out Dana Carvey best known for his time on Saturday night live was a track star in high school who once ran the 1972 Ocean to Bay marathon in 3:04:21 so Dana Carvey baby he's my pick church lady
2: I love I love that pick Dana Carvey's also an incredible like for for those that are interested, watch or listen to Dana Carvey on You Made It Weird with oh, Pete Holmes, the such podcast. A
0: good, such a good episode. Or Conan
2: O'Brien Needs a Friend. He is such an awesome person. So I'm just laying down and saying
0: that. that was, Those were two amazing books.
1: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> All right. So on the women's side... I, I kind of went back to like I was thinking more like the pro athlete genre in terms of like, all right, what pro athletes should I choose? Soccer players are kind of obvious, but also a good pick. Then I was thinking also about boxers because, you know, they do a lot of road work. They talk about that all the time. So I was like, you know what? Hillary Swank was a million dollar baby. She kicked butt in that movie. She was great. I bet that she had to get in super good shape for that. If she tried to replicate a boxer's workout regimen and she was putting in a lot of miles for me, Hillary Swank is my woman's choice for the marathon. Good choice. On the yeah. men's side, on the men's side, I got I, I, Allie, like you. I did. I went to to Doctor Google <laughs> to help me out with this one. Um, my my I had two choices. I had, I had Tom Cruise, just like David, with the whole idea of like this guy does his own stunts. He's super active. He's obviously in really good shape. Has been for his entire life. I can't speak to his workout regimen, but like, I have no doubts he could like literally run a marathon at any moment and probably finish because he's just like that. However, my alternative choice is Luke Wilson. Little known fact, Luke Wilson broke two minutes in the 800 meters in high school. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So this guy is just legit. Obviously, not a lot of correlation between the 800 meters and the marathon. But you know what? I feel like, there's got to be something there. Maybe we'll get him in swap, David, and you, and you can coach him up with Michelle Wolf, and, and, and see what happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yo Luke, you have my number already, I'm sure. So you can just text me.
1: You guys, these were really good picks, I feel. I feel like we crushed this. And I know that it's supposed to be a competition, but I think we should just combine all of our teams and just all win the competition of friendship.
2: <laughs> I'd like to see how Cardi B would interact with the group.
1: She would love the friendship. She would love yeah. it the most.
0: Selena would be like, I don't work in groups. I've been in Vegas by myself for 30 years. Like, get me out of this team.
1: Uh, <laughs> she's such a queen. She's such an icon. God bless her.
0: There you go. So we're going get, we get to be like in the, in the Run Across America group and see, and see what happens. Um, yeah, I think, I'm think i trying to think if I had anyone that I wanted to choose but wasn't able to get to. Oh, Oh, I had one alternate for the marathon on the women's side. It's, it's 100% cheating, but I feel like we have to go there because this is a crossover option. Was that Alexi Pappas did star in a movie? No. No. I know. I'm not. No. I didn't choose her. No. I didn't choose her. But no. facts are facts. She starred in a movie that came out this year. Okay.
1: All right. Well, Kipchoge starred in a documentary, so I'm picking him. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Ah. <laughs> uh this was fun guys, Matt, this was a great idea. I like this. It's, and I, maybe I liked it so much cause I obviously won, but I feel like it was fun. You know?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're, you're diving back into the comparison trap that we talked about in the first part of this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, because no, because I'm not sad. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate this so
2: much. And, um, yeah, you guys are amazing. And we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see if listeners have any feedback, but I also think that Allie probably won. Um, uh, <gasps> So, you know, I it's okay. I'm I'm I can take it and I I'll grow stronger from this. You know, failure failure's the theme. Failure's the theme.
1: Oh, you didn't fail. You got second place.
2: Oh, wait, what? Oh, that's-, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Oh, Matt, I'm I'm kidding. And also Matt, I mean, you did like you were the nice guy who chose the third seed is that correct phrasing third seed third pick third draft pick you know you put yourself third so you were set up with a disadvantage and I think you did great I think we as a team did great and really I think at the end of the day it's just like friendship wins you know friendship always wins
2: I don't know. I think we can all agree that Matt was last yeah. um, and as Green Day <laughs> said. Nice guys do finish last. So we'll Well, oh, stay.
0: Burn. well You know what? They, they say consistency is the hallmark of excellence. And in this case, finishing last has been my consistent finishing spot for a long time in lo- just about any genre of competition. So I would like to just end on the high note of celebrating my excellence in that regard. <laughs> So you're not, we're not ending with horse semen is that. (laughs) Oh God. If only I was smart enough to bring it full circle guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you guys do want to vote, I will post on this Friday afternoon. If you want to vote to see who finished behind me in the ramblings on the run relay, please do so. Allie, David, thank you for hopping on. Thank you
2: so much. Thanks guys. You guys are awesome. (laughs)
0: Allie and David, thank you so much for coming on the show. Goodness, I knew this was going to be fun when we scheduled this podcast, but I undersold it. This was so enjoyable. Oh, my goodness. Also, big shout out to Prevenex for sponsoring the show. I couldn't do any of this without the sponsors. So if you haven't done so already, go check out Prevenex. It's 100% guarantee if you don't like what you got. 100% guarantee. You have nothing to lose. And you can save 15% on your first order by using code RUNNER. As you heard in this podcast, I'm launching a new show, the Business and Sports Discourse, with my good friend, Jason So Go over there today and subscribe. We're dropping our first episode on June 2nd. That's Tuesday, June 2nd. The first topic, the first 20-minute podcast we're going to be doing on the Business and Sports Discourse show is about Strava. I know you love that. You're into running. You probably already are on Strava, so let's talk about it because they just completely changed their business model, and it's an exciting topic. So we're going to be diving into that and plenty of other things as well. Thank you so much for listening, and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Metap for the music. His song "Righteous Path," featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang.
1: Yeah. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest
0: estates these days, this representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.